welcome back on our episode 2 of the health innovation podcast with our panel mr pradeep kakathil and dr velislava petrova this podcast is hosted by geneva international the student podcasting initiative at the graduate institute of geneva Speaking from where we left off, in our last episode, we learned what innovation is and how it has a transformative ability to create concrete impact. We also learned on the potential innovation has on creating an impact and strengthening the healthcare system. This episode let's move on to what is health innovation exchange and how can innovations be scaled up to improve health outcomes. Now let's move on to our episode. We would now want to shift our focus to the Health Innovation Exchange, um, founded by UNAIDS to map country healthcare needs and forge multi-sectoral partnerships to find sustainable solutions to SDG three. How does um, healthcare, how health innovation exchange bridge the gap between all the three areas here: the innovations, the investors, and the partnerships? Thanks. I think if I can say this, it was by an accident that we came upon the Health Innovation Exchange as a concept because we originally thought we will uh, create a investment fund that would invest in some of the solutions that uh, we felt would be uh, game changers, and then we said we'd have solved the problems of the world. Thankfully, we actually spoke to ministers of health from several countries. and we said this is what we're thinking what would be most helpful what came across was and it relates to what we have been discussing most most of us including us when we started we thought technology was the solution we would solve all the problems of the world through technology and uh, it was more of finding solutions and then imposing them on countries that was kind of um, uh, in hindsight that's what we were trying to do so what we really did was in our conversations with health ministers we found on minister after minister said look you guys sitting in silicon valley or geneva or london or wherever you think you know our problems the fact is you don't we are grateful for what you're inventing but that's not solving our pain points we want you to understand what our pain points are so that the innovations that you come up with the solutions you come up with relate to us and are relevant to us what they also said was that we are the last ones we are supposed to be your end users but we are the last ones to come to know of the innovations that is created out there to solve our problems so uh, we need somebody who is neutral because otherwise people come to sell things to us but we do not know whether that's right or not so we need somebody to help us to understand what these innovations are trying to solve and whether it is relevant to us and uh, the third issue that came up in our conversation with them was it's great to have all these solutions but we do not often have space in our budgets to invest and to take risks so we need a way to figure out how we are going to finance the whole thing to take it to scale so what the health innovation exchange is really doing is one taking a bottom up view of the pain points that ministries of health are facing identifying them work with innovators to either find solutions that already exist and connect them to these to address these pain points or where there is no solution to work with the innovation ecosystem to 
develop solutions which are relevant to those needs. Two, we work with um, communities to ensure that community voices are built into the whole process right from the beginning. Otherwise, we often come up with solutions which are fantastic on paper, but when it comes to uh, real adaptation and implementation, they don't take root and it's just wasted resources. Three, we work with investors who, uh, again, we look at it as a sustainable business model where we work with investors to invest in some of the solutions which are likely to have impact. So it's about identifying problems, bringing the right solutions, bringing the political ownership and community ownership, and then we're relevant bringing in resources to take some of these innovations to scale. That's what we do. And maybe uh, let's unpack this a bit more. And also maybe, Bali, can you walk us through a process on of how a partnership is actually forged from like identifying an innovative solution to deploying it to the countries to deliver impact? Can you give us an example on how the Health Innovation Exchange creates structured collaboration amongst stakeholders um, with the ultimate goal to fast-track progress toward SDG3? Sure. I think the key is to what, what Pradeep said is really bringing those that are important to the conversation first, which in this case is what the country need is. Um, and the Health Innovation Exchange runs both global events um, as um, innovation marketplace, where we bring together innovators with key technologies in different areas, Again, this cross-sectoral approach to health, but they are the, a meeting ground where innovators can meet with um, implementers, with the ministers of health and ministers, other ministers from different countries in the global south, where this conversation starts. And that's a starting point of, of a lot of these partnerships. But it's also a great opportunity for us to um, to to have a more in-depth conversation with the different ministers to understand what their needs are. And in such an event in 2019 was when uh, the first, the launch of the Health Innovation um, Exchange um, first happened in such an event and then throughout 2019 has been the kind of follow-up work of, of such an event is really to, to see how we can bring the right partners together. And I think ultimately the Health Innovation Exchange acts as a convener, as a, as a way to bring together these partners and to get them to speak the right language so that they understand each other. As an example to give uh, could be several uh, let's think of an Italian company, Retrago, that's been using innovative technology for retractable syringes, so a way to have a safety syringe that cannot be reused, that pre prevents and reduces the risk of needle stick injuries, or the, uh, and also it's it's, a, it's one of the ways to spread HIV as well. And so this company had come exactly the technology that might be needed in a lot of countries in Africa, but actually they didn't have access to the market there or the right financing um, support in order to scale up. So what the Health Innovation Exchange helped them do is first link them to investors who, who would use their expertise and financing expertise to be able to think about what's the business model to scale this up. And what's more important, really to bring it to the people that most uh, need such a technology by building local manufacturing facilities um, in Africa, which is creating economic opportunities. That's what the Health Innovation Exchange really stands for. Not just bringing a solution somewhere and selling it there, but really creating an opportunity for people locally to be part of it, to have ownership to it, and to be involved as a way to 
uh, gain economic empowerment and more jobs created, uh, more opportunities for local businesses that are related to a certain innovation uh, to be involved in the process. So that's that's one example of when an individual solution is brought to uh, the communities that might need it most, brought as connected to the right investors and as built in a sustainable longer-term business model that allows it to A, provide impact, but B, create economic opportunities and further development of the of the local e- innovation ecosystem as well. Yeah, that, that was a wonderful takeaway. I learned a lot in that answer, especially when, it, when you mentioned about acting as a convener. Um, but now shifting the roles to the in- innovators themselves. So, I mean, uh, Pradeep's are c- covered about the health ministers, about, uh, you know, to understand our own pain points in terms of the, re- the relation and the relevancy. Uh, but what about the innovators? What problems do they face? If it weren't for the partnership of Health Innovation Exchange, then what problems do the innovators face? Let's say inaccessible conditions or situations. In that sense, I think to a large extent, what innovators face, and it's it's fascinating. While we spoke to ministers of health, we also spoke to innovators, and it was like two sides of the same coin. While ministers were saying, "We don't know, you don't understand our problems, we don't know the language you speak," the innovators, every every single one of them, said exactly the same flip of it, saying, "Look, we want to work with ministries. We want to understand the real issues. We want to contribute to." Uh, solving a problem and the commitment that exists on both sides is amazing. So the challenges that innovators face is many of them do not have access to decision makers because they're all seen as coming to sell something rather than solving a problem. Uh, so what we do is really get the two parties to sit down and talk to each other because one understands the needs, the other understands potential solutions. And how can we get them to have a common conversation that's constructive? Number two, I think the biggest challenge that we are finding across certainly Africa and Asia in the innovation ecosystem is lack of access to resources, to financial resources at a reasonable cost. The risk perception of investing in Africa in innovation is much, much, much higher than the reality. So what it does is it drives the cost of capital so much that many of the innovators who um, need resources do not have access to it, which means those great ideas and those ideas if they were built on would solve not only the problem of health care itself, but also, as Billy was saying, would create economic opportunities and sustainable businesses. That is lost. And I think um, for me, what I see missing in the whole thing, in the whole innovation ecosystem, is the lack of an anyone playing an enabler role, and that's exactly where the Health Innovation Exchange is placed. Uh, if I may explain that, what happens is that you need somebody who facilitates conversation, who helps to identify what solutions would relate to the needs that exist on the ground, and then work with investors to assure them of how the risks are being mitigated and that their money is going to have both impact as well as Uh, returns that are reasonable that is that is where uh, we have been able to play a role and that's that's really where most of the innovators that we work with have said that is of value to them i would just add to this we'd like to really think of ourselves as the taking 
similar to the developer approach in real estate. If you want to build a house somewhere, you need to have the surrounding infrastructure, you need to have the roads, you need to have the school around, you need to have the supermarket, you need to have the entire ecosystem that allows for someone to live in this house. And that's really the approach we take to health. In order to provide health, you need to have all the systems, all the right partners, whether financial, whether they're implementers, whether they're innovative ideas, in order for it to work. And that's really this interpreter in a kind of lost in translation scenario that we are trying to take and and use our expertise in different areas and networks to try to to bring all those pieces of the puzzle together. And you know, that's a great example because when it comes to building houses or uh, developing real estate, there are institutions playing that role and we recognize the need for such a role because none of us would move into an area where there are no schools or there are no markets. But unfortunately for health, what is happening is that because of the siloed approach, there are people from, maybe if you look at drug development, there are people who work in that space. If you look at med techs, there are people who work in it. Nobody is bringing different sectors together. Uh, like in the real estate example, how do you get schools in place? How do you get roads in place? How do you get banks in place? There's nobody doing that from a multi-sectoral perspective. And that's exactly why in health, the innovations have not really had the impact that it could certainly have if you're able to take that kind of a developer approach and enabler approach that builds on the larger ecosystem. I mean, I think that's what this links to probably one of the versions of, of what do we do apart from bringing an innovation somewhere is really to try to create the, the underlying infrastructure underneath. And that I can give an example with with a company in provision that through our help could establish um, a partnership with the uh, government of Ethiopia, set up an AI infrastructure, not just for health, but agriculture and other areas as well. What we are seeing consistently is that the idea that innovators are just waiting to make money and their idea ideation is purely about commercial success is far from truth. And we have been we have seen amazingly committed people who have who are willing to go way and beyond their call of duty to deliver outstanding solutions for SDGs. So thank you very much, Pradeep and uh, Veli, on this very rich insight on the current ecosystem and how, let's say, the Health Innovation Exchange, in a sense, is filling this gap and trying to really structure a conversation between different stakeholders from different sectors. Now I would like to shift our focus more towards the last segment of these episodes. Veli, you have touched upon InfraVision. Uh, it's a world's leading enterprise uh, in artificial health intelligence. Can you tell us a bit more about them? Is InfraVision innovative just for the AI system that uses for CT scans analysis, analysis or is it something more? InfraVision is, as I said, uh, one of the, the companies that we've identified through our health innovation exchange marketplaces, um, but also a company that beyond using artificial intelligence to scan through medical images of the diagnosis of different diseases, they're really a company that have shown great agility and adaptability in a situation like now with, uh, with COVID. So there used to be a company that uses uh, very often AI in this use in healthcare as a way to take a lot of medical images taken from X-ray or CT scans and then find a way to automatically detect is something that someone 
um, with the disease or not. So that to kind of relieve some of the burden from the healthcare professional to be able, or pathologist to be able to detect the disease. So InfraVision had developed their technology for tuberculosis, for cancer screening, and have been doing that over the past um, three or four years of, uh, of their work. But what's interesting is that kind of technology, because of its ability to learn from um, all the images that they are um, that they are processing, it can really be adapted very quickly through various different scenarios, and that's what we are seeing with with um, with COVID as well, where the medical images of the lungs of patients can be used to quickly triage patients and say who is in need of of uh, emergency care and who is not, as a way to really reduce the number of people around in the hospital that could. Again, it's a huge burden for um, healthcare systems, as we've seen in multiple countries everywhere, even countries with huge healthcare capacity. But I would say one other thing that really differentiates them is this ability and readiness to react quickly, to be in the front lines. And this is the kind of innovators what Pradeep mentioned, that a lot of these companies are ready to go way beyond their immediate what they immediate mandate and what they are supposed to do to sell their product but really to try to address specific need to adapt quickly to be the ones driving that um, change and implementation their teams have been the ones teaching healthcare professionals in hospitals both in China but then later on in Italy as well and I think that kind of mindset is what makes innovators able to make a difference in their technologies to make a difference as well and without that, drive and ability to adapt quickly and to take the initiative, I think that will be very, it will be very difficult for any technology to make it currently. And that's the type of innovators that we really are supporting through the Health Innovation Exchange. That's the type of ethos that we are trying to put forward as well. That particular response on on how InfoVision has actually repurposed their technology and also adapted to their needs as well. You've mentioned about how they've um, that mindset that has actually driven them, especially to a cause, and that has made that has changed lives. It's truly that it's a pioneer in artificial intelligence, medical imaging solutions. And concluding this, I would want to ask you a few words, a few last words on future innovators and in innovations that have a potential to support countries during the current COVID nineteen outbreak. Any words on that? Any future to those future innovators or even upcoming innovators and innovations out there in different countries? Really, you should go first. I, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will start. I think for me, key is being, as pretty much that being an innovator, try to be an innovator as a researcher as well. But I think the key is to not to to try to see beyond your your little box and to try to be driven by who who what what to try to understand what your real drive is. Who are you trying to help? And if you have that vision of who are you trying to help, to try to understand that person and that community, and to try and understand their needs, and to be very not to not to feel that that this invention is my baby and I'll never change it, but rather to feel that to be adaptable and to know that sometimes you might need to react quickly to be observant of the changing circumstance around you and to take the right opportunity in the right time really to uh, in order to be to have the impact that is the real purpose of an innovation to have that improved um, impact that we have all been talking about throughout the entire conversation. So my advice would really be keep your eyes wide open, uh, be ready to to adapt. And it, there's no time better than nowadays for uh, for innovation in 
in terms of the way it's put at the forefront of, of what we need. Once we are driven by concrete need and we have that vision in mind, we should be ready to, to act and be proactive and, and take, take opportunities and chances as they come. And that's what really for me innovation is and that's what innovators should just try for. I think uh, maybe just to build on that, for me, if you're an innovator and you believe in what you're doing, be willing to challenge status quo, be willing to be called crazy because it's the, what seems foolishness to the world might actually be the solution that is going to change what is happening on the ground. So do not let yourself be pushed aside because your idea is challenging status quo. So that absolutely, if you believe in what you do, do it. And of course, connect with others. And that's what the platform does. Understand the challenges, understand the communities, understand the people who live and breathe that on a daily basis. And then work with them because communities knowledge is so much intrinsic to the success of any solution that any of us develop. So that's one element. The second part of it, I really believe that uh, every generation has what I would call a generational opportunity to make a difference. And that comes when multiple factors align themselves. Today, I believe that we have an opportunity to revolutionize the way healthcare is delivered and available to those who are on the margins, those who are the poorest and those who need access to services the most. I think today we have that confluence of technology. There are new technologies that are available today. There is uh, understanding at the community level of what is needed and what can be and a vision of what healthcare could look like. There is certainly political space that you have seen country after country. You have younger ministers who understand the role of innovation and are willing to embrace it. And I believe that there are resources. And if you can channel those resources to where they will really make a difference, I think we have a generational opportunity to make sure that healthcare and the access to healthcare is not something that you have to wait for the next 50 years, but it is something that we can achieve in the next five. And I believe that COVID is uh, personally, having worked on HIV for most of my life, I believe that HIV provided us an opportunity for a radical transformation of healthcare. And today, with COVID, we have an opportunity to do what I call Health 2.0, which is to completely rethink healthcare. And innovation will be an essential element of it, but we have the right circumstances to do it. And with that, we have come to the end of our podcast series of the Health Innovation Exchange with our panel today. We covered questions on what is innovation, how have innovations contributed to the COVID-19 response, and in our part two, we've covered what is Health Innovation Exchange and how can innovations be scaled up to improve health outcomes. In Dr. Petrova's words, Health Innovation Exchange is the surrounding infrastructure following an interpretative approach in strengthening the healthcare ecosystem. And indeed, in Mr. Kakatil's words, Health Innovation Exchange is a bottom-up approach, working with the community voices, working with the innovators in different countries, and really understanding when breaking the barriers of a siloed approach that often exists in the healthcare ecosystem. 
We hope you enjoyed both of these episodes today. And if you do like this podcast, please do go check out Geneva International, the Student Podcasting Initiative on Google Podcasts or wherever you follow your podcasts on. We hope that you also do check out the great work done by the team of the Office of Innovations of UNAIDS. And please do go check out the Health Innovation Exchange that they have. Thank you so much. And we hope that you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.